Hey, Carm here, and welcome to episode 412. I'm with Dave Fisher, OSHA and labor law expert, sharing his expertise in shedding light on compliance. We go one-on-one in this interview to help you understand your responsibility. Because one way or another, it's not if anymore. That used to be the question. When I started the business, that was the question, if. The question is not if today. Today, the question is when. And when they come, will you be prepared? Because they will come. Welcome, aftermarketers, to Remarkable Results Radio. Listen to learn just one thing from today's episode on your journey to remarkable results. Hey, Carm Capriato here. Hey, I I love talking to experts and getting their stories on actual cases when it comes to OSHA and labor law compliance. Now, one thing for sure. You learn that you cannot ignore your responsibilities to the law that protect your people. Hey, we've done the key talking points for you, and they're already done at the show notes page. Find them at remarkableresults.biz slash E412. To stay ahead of the curve in today's rapidly changing industry, I highly recommend you attend Apex. Now, add it to your calendar, November 5th through the 7th at the Sands Expo in Las Vegas. Grab your colleagues and make some plans to be at Apex. For information, visit aapexshow.com. Hey, thanks for reaching out and providing me your ideas for the podcast. You know, I care what you want to hear and the topics you want discussed and covered. Keep connected. Email me, karm at remarkableresults.biz. I do want to hear from you. Please be sure to review the books we talk about on the podcast. Remember, leaders are readers. Hey, visit the books page at remarkableresults.biz slash books. Hey, now let's remove some potentially costly roadblocks for your business as I talk one-on-one with Dave Fisher. He's a labor law expert with California Employers Services. Now, don't let the fact that Dave is from California stop you from listening. So many of the issues he talks about will help you review your business no matter what state you're in. All states have different laws, but many of Dave's examples can help you. Hey, there's a lot of misclassifications, questions, and confusion with regards to the topics we're going to be discussing. We talk labor law, OSHA, inspections and compliance. Oh, lions and tigers and bears. Oh, my. Hey, don't ignore your responsibilities, please. You'll face consequences if you don't play ball. Ignorance of the law is no excuse. Hey, warm welcome to Dave Fisher from California Employer Services. Hello, Dave. Hi, Carm. How are you doing this morning? Hey, I'm great, man. I saw this really cool thread of yours in the ASECA team talk. I was very impressed with it, and and sometimes it's great to look at those threads as the service professionals just sometimes struggles with dealing with uh, HR laws, OSHA laws, and, and I was pretty impressed with a couple of the answers that you had, and I said, you know what? I think this guy knows a little bit about employer law and OSHA and labor law stuff. And we hooked up and you said you'd be more than happy to come in and chat with us. Absolutely. So thanks so much for being here. I know that uh, you're a California expert, but doesn't it apply? I mean, so many of the things that we're going to talk about will apply to North America. In principle, yes. And as far as Cal OSHA goes, and actually labor law to, to a large degree, Cal OSHA is stricter than federal OSHA. And so anything that you hear me say can be applied all across Northern uh, America uh, when it comes to Cal OSHA. Labor laws might be a little bit different, but the principles, the principles are there and, and they're virtually consistent across, across North America. 
what you do, I believe, is you literally go out and help the shop owners, uh, if you will, do a walk through OSHA inspection. Yeah, we implemented that about four years ago because Cal OSHA and actually OSHA also have changed the way they're enforcing things. In days gone by, you could hand them a big safety program that had all kinds of stuff in it. They were happy. They didn't look at it. They didn't really review it, but you had it. So you were awesome. Um, Then they changed all that. And they said, now we want everything in writing that your safety program says you'll do. And if you can't document writing, your safety program is deficient. And we're going to fine you for it. They've gotten a lot more fines that way and a lot more serious violations. Do we know as an industry, does the shop owner know as an owner all of these changes to the law and and the requirements that they have on them? No. And there's no way for them to know because there's not a lot of acknowledgement. There's not a lot of news flashes about it. There's They just do it. And worse than that is the enforcement officers will stand by the laws, but each of them has the right to enforce those laws any way they want to. Wait a minute. Are you telling me it's up to the interpretation of the inspector? Of the moment, yes. Okay, so you see that a lot? I do see that a lot. I see that a a tremendous amount, and it's not fair to the employer. The employer doesn't know how to defend themselves. They don't even know how to answer. The enforcement officer can come in and say, I'm going to fine you for this, I'm going to fine you for this, I'm going to fine you for that. And it's up to you as the employer then to defend yourself, if you can. Have you seen, depending on the situation, the same law or regulation being interpreted differently? Absolutely. I would say it's very objective. It is very objective. And and this is the way that I describe it. Whenever I do my seminars and my meetings, I I tell all the employers out there, you've got three types of enforcement officers. You have Bambi. And Bambi, you give the guy a donut. And he's happy. Everything is cool. And then you got the blue collar guy that just does his job. Now, he actually enforces the standards the way they were written, and he's consistent and he's constant. I love those guys. They're great to work with. Then you got Adolf Hitler. And Adolf Hitler comes in and and finds you for whatever he wants to find you for. And then it's up to you to defend it. So I guess you have to determine the minute that uh, you get the letter that says we're coming in and doing an inspection. I mean, these aren't surprise inspections, are they? Yes. Oh, okay. That's even better. So you get a surprise inspection and then you have to worry about what kind of enforcement officer you have. Absolutely. And sometimes Cal OSHA is now doing, uh, along with other agencies, what's called an underground economy suite. Because here in California, there's a lot of businesses who are not compliant and Cal OSHA, along with other agencies, want to find out who they are because 95% of those businesses are simply not compliant. So you'll have anywhere from three to five agencies walk into your business at the same time, spinning you in three to five different directions at the same time. It's a nightmare. Do you know anybody who's ever applied a number? <laughs> I'm going off I'm going off the charts here a little bit to what California does to the cost of doing business to the small business owner? It's absolutely ridiculous. The reality is it's impossible for employers to comply without a compliance coach these days. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I hear I'm thinking you need a great accountant, you need a lawyer, um, you need a business coach just for great leadership and running a great business, and now you need an HR integrator or, like you say, a labor law expert on your team. It's it's amazing to think. You know, I was looking over your website and I saw the cost of joining your program, and now I've realized that it's very affordable. 
Oh, yeah, it, it is affordable. In fact, in 1997, when we started this business, I've always been passionate about employers' rights. I worked for the National Federation of Independent Business before I did this. So I, 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 this is my passion, okay? And it probably shows, and the people that I deal with definitely know it's my passion, so they forgive me for that. But I used to have a, my, my saying, my slogan used to be watching over employers' rights. That's what we do. Well, today that's changed to compliance only counts before, before the Calosha inspection or before the letter of intent to sue. In other words, if you don't have an employee handbook when you get the letter, the note of intent to sue, you're dead. If your compliance is not up to speed before they walk through the door, you're dead. That's why everyone today needs a compliance coach to make sure they're protected and covered. Very inexpensive when I looked at what it would cost to do this for a year and the services that you provide. And uh, wow. Okay, so I'm kind of rocked a little bit here. What are the biggest, when you when you get a new client and you're going out, what's the biggest stuff you're finding that would have caused them total havoc and money? Is it the handbook? No. Actually, Cal OSHA is a bigger issue today, although the handbook can be just as big. It's not as common. So that makes Cal OSHA the bigger issue. It's not that things aren't happening with the employee handbook and the policies. But the biggest thing that I see is I can walk through nine shops out of 10. Let's say eight shops. Let's be conservative. Eight shops out of 10. And if I was a Cal OSHA inspector, I can find you $50,000 worth of fine in almost every shop. Easy piece of cake. Uh, it, we're going to find this stuff everywhere all the time. Yeah, everywhere because the employers don't know what Kalish is looking for. Just let me give you a couple of examples. If you've got any kind of grinder violation, the guards aren't set in the right spot, the, the grinder's not secured, and other things, that's an $8,000 fine. But more important than the $8,000 is it's a serious offense which stays on your record for five years and makes it possible for employees to sue you very easy in the event of a legitimate accident after that serious assessment has been hit with you. If you don't have an eyewash station, very simple, inexpensive thing, 250, 260 bucks, get you an eyewash station that works, you're looking at an $18,000 potential fine. So there's $26,000 in two items, and I haven't even begun to look at your shop. Interesting. Here I'm a, a guy who's been around a while. Uh, I've got some grinders. I've had them in my shop for 25 years. We need them occasionally. It's it's in the back bench somewhere. <laughs> and it's Absolutely. Not, and it's not new, and it doesn't have any kind of shields or protection, but it's just been there. And who, who, who would have known that, that that was an $8,000 potential fine just sitting over there? Unfortunately, the business owner wants to get hit with it. It's just not Cal OSHA, but this is OSHA nationally. How often is OSHA out, you know, getting into the small businessman, the shop owner? How how many of all of the clients that you have are getting inspections? Well, I honestly tell people that, you know, you can go your whole entire career and never have an inspection. That's not the catch. The catch is when they get you, it's going to cost you a lot. So I tell people that because I like to be honest with them. And we talked earlier a little bit about the, um, you know, how does all this work? I'd love to relay, if you don't mind, I'd love to relay one experience that will kind of demonstrate everything I talked about. So I had a client, Kalosha came into his shop. They did a walkthrough around his facility. They fined him $8,400 for having a grinder not secured and all of this. 
The interesting thing about it was when I went down there to review the situation, the owner had had this grinder out in, in, in a tool shed, not even attached to the shop, separated from the shop. He had other grinders in the shop. He had told employees under no uh, circumstances are you to use the grinder that's in, in the shed. And um, he gave them hand grinders that had guards around them that were totally compliant with Calosha. He had the grinder in the shed because it was his father's business and it was his father's startup. So for posterity's sake, he was keeping that thing around. The OSHA officer went in there and because it was not clipped at the hose, so you could still plug it in and use it, even though you'd have to take it from that building to the other building, fined him $8,400 and wrote that up as a serious offense. Davey had to challenge that. Oh, he did. We won. The, 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 the end result was after I went to war with, with the OSHA people, the fine got reduced to $250. And I told the, the officer on the phone conference, because that's how they said a lot of these things is for phone conferences. He asked me at the end of the day, so, you know, I, I like your program. I like what you're doing, Dave. You're really doing good. Um, is $250 okay? And I said, well, to be honest with you, can we reduce this to zero? He says, Dave, don't get greedy. You know, I got to find a fine. You know, they're going to pay something. Is two fifty okay? I said, "Well, you and I both know it shouldn't be, but it has to be because this is the game we play." Uh, the movie of the week, absolutely. But you know what? On behalf of the employer facing an eighty-four hundred dollar fine, getting it reduced to two hundred and fifty, he had no problems with it. Even though he, he he probably knew somewhere in the back of his mind it shouldn't be anything, but he considered that a major win because it's one or the other. Shop owners. Apex has got to be on your calendar for 2019. Now, I've attended for many years and will be there again in November. Now, first off, there's something for everyone who works in the shop. Just look at the training alone. Last year, Apex offered an entirely new program on shop technology as well as servicing electric and alternative fuel vehicles. And sessions are taught by the best trainers in the industry. Apex also is your go-to place if you need tooling for the shop or if you want to see the latest new products. You can even talk with engineers who design scan tools and other products or visit with the industry leaders who are working on your behalf to keep you on a level playing field with dealers and vehicle manufacturers. Hey, don't miss out. Mark your calendar now for Apex 2019, Tuesday, November 5th through Thursday, November 7th at the Sands Expo in Las Vegas. To learn more, visit aapexshow.com. So you're saying there's a whole lot of um, service professionals that have never, ever had an OSHA inspection? Absolutely. What if um, I have a very terrible termination? Is it possible for, you know, a real bad apple to pick up the phone and call OSHA and say, I worked at a really terrible place. I think you should look at it. Right. But worse than that, now we're talking both. We're talking Cal OSHA and your potential for a lawsuit. Worse than that, there is, if you go on YouTube and you type in, the, the, the term wage theft, you will find somewhere between 100 and 150 videos all written by attorneys identifying for employees what wage theft is, which is employees not being paid properly for the hours they worked, which would include misclassification of employee status, wrongful, uh, wrongful rest periods, wrongful meal periods. In other words, the employee's not getting the proper times, the, um, the, the meal periods and the rest periods not being taken. It's very easy for an employee to start a lawsuit today because you have several attorneys who will do it. Now, recently, Carmen, you may not know this, 
But I find it very interesting that recently all these labor law attorneys, especially in California and in New York and in other places that are doing these things, um, have changed the way they function. And they now have two divisions of the same company. They have one division that goes after the small cases, 5, 10, 15, 20, $25,000. They use that team to keep everything going for the bigger cases. So they may call you up if you're an employer and you, you, you've got a misclassification of employee status or you paid your employee improperly and they found out about it because they got a hold of your, your employee's pay stubs and they talked to your employee and so they've got permission to call you. They say, Carm, tell you what we're going to do. We're going to help you because we believe you want to be in compliance. You know this is a fine. It's going to cost you a minimum of $10,000. If you go to court, it's going to cost you a minimum of $60,000 to defend yourself if we go to court. So I'll tell you what we'll do, Carm. We'll make this thing go away for you. You give us 10-5. You save yourself $49,500 $49, by not having to go to court. You get on with your life real quick. And for sure, you'll never do this again. So we're helping you to be a better employer. But it's one or the other, Carm. You either go to court or you give us ten grand. I was just fleeced. Absolutely. That's what employers are dealing with out here in California. It's not fun. No, and you want to know what's even worse? I get those phone calls on a regular basis. Oh, boy. And to hear the, the desperation in the employer's voice, I'm just trying to run a good business. I'm just trying to survive. I'm just trying to create a good environment for my employees to work. And this idiot employee who wasn't worth the ground he stood on did all these things. I terminated him, and now he's got these attorneys coming after me. Even if California is an at-will state? California, by default, is an at-will employment state. However. Because there are several forms of contracts for employment here. You got your sales contracts, you got commission contracts, you got management contracts. If you don't identify yourself as an at-will employer and use that option, the state deems that you are by default a for-cause employer and you don't have the at-will status that you should have, even though by default you're supposed to have it. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't sound right, but that's the way it's playing out in the courts. Okay, you're a consultant for OSHA, Cal OSHA, and you also are an expert in labor law. Am I right? Yes. So if I had an HR company that I was working with, do you perform the same functions, or you really have a strong specialty? Well, we're, we're hands-on. We have companies that are members of other, um, you know, sources to get HR related. But here's the one thing that most of those bigger companies can't do. They're not in the field. They don't know how Cal OSHA is enforcing these fines. They don't know the tactics of the labor law attorneys and what they're doing and how they can affect you as an individual employer. All they're really doing is keeping you up to date on what the law says and what the law is and providing you with tools, certain tools that help you comply with that. But they have no clue as to how they're being enforced and they have no clue as to how to be preventative in nature. And that's the key to prevent. I, I heard you say a couple of times now in the interview... In the field, in the field. You love being in the field, don't you? Oh, I love a good fight. <laughs> I love a good fight. <laughs> now, let me, let, wait a minute. What I meant was you love being in the field, helping shop owners and small business get it right. Well, yeah, and that's part of the good fight. You see, you help them to get it right. And then when Kalosha comes in, you, they have it right. And you've got all kinds of foundation to stand on. And of course, when I say you love a good fight, you have to understand, Carm, you've got to be professional. My job is not to go to war with Cal OSHA. My job is to bring Cal OSHA and my client together at the least expensive 
way for my client. I'll bet you Kale Osha will go into some places and just hardly find anything. And they may even ask the shop owner, boy, this was really a good site. And they may bring up your name. And they say, wow, we hear a lot of good things about Dave and California Employer Services. Do you hear that? I do. In fact, I got another story that kind of relates to that. If you don't mind, I'll share it real quick. One of my clients that have been with me long term got a call from a Cal OSHA enforcement officer. They fined him $40,000. He was already a client of ours. So the owner called me up and he said, Dave, Cal OSHA came in, fined me $40,000 and I'm a member of yours. I said, do you have the gentleman's business card? He says, of course I do. And I knew you'd be asking, so I'm faxing it to you right now. So I got on the phone, tracked this guy down. Oh, and by the way, the enforcement officer said the guy that wrote your safety program, which was me, should be shot. Literally, you should be shot. So I tracked this guy down. I got a hold of his management team and I said, we will have a meeting. We will have a meeting today. If, if not, you know, if not today, tomorrow, I told them what the enforcement officer said about me. Long story short, I walked into the office. I showed them our safety program, the client's safety program, because I had a copy of it. And she goes, oh my God, we see these all over the place. These things will pass without a doubt, unless your clients messed it up somehow. And she says, let me see this. She says, this is good. She said, Mr. Fisher, he will accept this program. And I'm going to tell you what sections to give him. And not only that, He's got a laundry list of things. We're going to make sure that you walk out of here today with everything that he needs to satisfy those ridiculous um, citations. Ended up costing my client $700 for things he should have been fined for, not for that. Everything was right, but maybe he never got everything done or he, he wasn't, uh, his disciplines weren't right to, to make his safety program. Certain things, but, yes, but, absolutely. Here, but wait a minute, how does it go from 40 to 700 and, and having you had to visit them? What was the compliance officer not seeing? The compliance officer in this regard was Adolf Hitler reincarnated. He was abusing his power. He got disciplined over the situation and written up, which was not his first write-up. And so all of that got dismissed and it got down to a bare bones failing to do a teaching and education on one particular piece of equipment, which was legitimate. The employer did not do it. I love to hear stories. Um, I think they, they help ground us in the, the severity of government intervention and, and the sheer reason we have to have safety uh, programs in our companies. But do you love to go out and train uh, teams on what they have to do right? I love working with employers. And I part of our membership is we will do one free walkthrough for, you know, for the employer per year if they request it. Um, and when I get out there, I show them. I actually do a Kalosha walk around through their thing. And I show them that if they have, Carm, this is how ridiculous it is these days. They're going to find you for having a cracked outlet. A cover or the outlet? Cover. Cover. Cover our actual outlet. If it's cracked or broken, they're going to find you for that. You agree or disagree with that? I disagree with it. I disagree. They're, they're looking for things. Everybody's got a fire extinguisher in their buildings. I'm sure you have one in yours, if not more than one. On the front of the card, everybody knows about that. It states when the thing was inspected and so on. Turn it over on the back and you will find even a six-month format, which will be two of them, or one 12-month format, lines and, and, and months next to them. If you don't inspect that fire extinguisher to make sure that that little arrow's in the green mark, that's a $250 fine per fire extinguisher. And all you have to do is inspect it and write it. And if, if you didn't do that personal inspection, 
you're setting yourself up for bad. So labor laws, let's talk about, you do anything with wage and hour? Yeah, we help employers with that. What's the big uh, thing that people are getting called on? Misclassification of employees um, in California. Uh, this is California specific, but in California, if you are paying your employees on a performance basis, the 10-minute breaks have to be paid at that basis or you've got several violations going on. And it's very easy for employees to sue their employers because all of this stuff is on the employee's pay stub. There's 10 items that every employer has to list on every pay stub. You don't list any of those items, you're non-compliance. There are attorneys in California that are getting, when you go out into the rural areas, our small towns, they will go to the, to the, to the Billy Bob's grocery store where everybody does their business and they will buy the backs of the pay stubs from the, the liquor stores so that they can take them back home and analyze them and then call employees and say, you know, you've been, you've been a victim of wage theft and we want to we help you get your right, your, your just desserts. That's an ambulance chaser, like to a point. And by the way, that's illegal what they do, but. All right. Well, I guess you got an important role in what you do to help um, the small businessman. You do a lot of business with shop owners? Yes, I do. We've been working with the ASCCA since 1997. We had a major lawsuit here in 2012 where it put a company out of business. They changed the entire way that employees, employers must pay their employees uh, flag hours. Paying for flag hours is no longer legal in California. And that was the time period when all that happened. And that took, that took the automotive repair industry by storm out here in California because they could no longer pay by flag hours. I find this um, very troubling. Not that it's troubling for me at this exact moment. I find it troubling for our industry who's not paying attention and who, who doesn't have the right advisors on staff because I would assume that the legislature passes bills each and every day in some cases. I mean, you have to, you have to be right on top of that yourself. But if we as an industry or me, me as an individual aren't on top of it, uh, in one year, I could be way behind the the curve in making sure that everything that California or OSHA or national, federal, or any one state, I'm on top of the latest regs and to run my business that way. You know, we've always heard the government is our partner. Please don't ignore it. Exactly. And you know, you, we talk about California, but but let me tell you this: California is not the first largest employee lawsuit case in the nation. We're only fifth. There's four states worse than California, New York being one of them. So it's employers beware all over the nation. It's not just here in California. It's all over. We'll put the link to your company in, in, in the show notes page. Um, any final thoughts, any great advice that you could give to uh, the audience? Don't ignore compliance. It's cheaper to get compliant, to get good policies, and then adhere to those policies uniformly across the board. Because one way or another, it's not if anymore. That used to be the question. When I started the business, that was the question, if. The question is not if today. Today, the question is when. And when they come, will you be prepared? Because they will come. Yeah, you better be putting cash aside for those fines <laughs> that you're going to get. Can you buy insurance against any of this? 
You can buy employer's practices liability, but it's very limited. It will not cover wage and hour. It will help you with some things like sexual harassment, some forms of discrimination, but it's relatively uh, expensive depending upon where you get it. And since it doesn't cover wage and hour and wage and hour or 90% of the, of the lawsuits that are filed, it's not really a great tool. It's a good tool. It's a decent tool, but it's not a great tool. You're on your own. You're on your own. Play ball. That's it. Dave Fisher, California Employer Services. Wow. Thanks for opening my eyes wide. Thank you, Karma. I appreciate it, man. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for being on board to listen and learn from the premier automotive aftermarket podcast. Until next time. 